Hi, this is Dana Gardner, Principal Analyst at Intra-Arbor Solutions, and you're listening to Briefings Direct. Our next healthcare finance insights discussion explores new ways of analyzing healthcare revenue trends to both improve patient billing and services. Stay with us now as we learn about new approaches to healthcare revenue cycle management and outcomes that give patients more options and providers more revenue clarity. To learn more about the next generation of data-driven patient payments process improvements, we're now joined by two guests. We're here with Jake Intrater. He's Managing Consultant for Data and Services at MasterCard. Welcome, Jake. Great to be here and, and excited to talk a, a little bit about our, our joint solution that we've been working on with HealthPay24. Yeah, we're, we're delighted to have you, Jake. We're also here with Julie Gerderman, CEO of HealthPay24. Welcome back, Julie. Thanks so much, Dana. Glad to be here. Julie, what are the trends or market pressures driving healthcare providers to seek new and better ways of analyzing data and managing their approach to patient billing? What's wrong with the status quo? Dana, we are in such an interesting time, I mean, particularly in the U.S., with this being an election time for everyone. There's such a high level of visibility, really a spotlight on healthcare, right? And, and there's a lot of change happening. There's change in regulations highlighting things like interoperability of data and price transparency for patients. And then the ongoing changes on the insurance reimbursement side with payer plans that seem to change and evolve every single year. And also the trends of changing provider compensation. You hear so much about value-based care, pay for performance. Then on the consumer patient side of things, that is a significant pressure that's happening in the market. There's, there's a stat that 62% of patients say knowing their out-of-pocket costs in advance will impact their likelihood of pursuing care. So the visibility and transparency of cost, you know, that price expectation uh, is very, very important and, and driving a consumerism into healthcare like we've never seen before and rising costs to patients. And finally, I think there's really competition. Where I live, I could drive a five-mile radius and, and access a multitude of different providers in different systems. And so that level of competition is unlike anything we've seen before. Jake, why is healthcare revenue management difficult? Uh, is it different from other industries or do they lag in their use of technology? Why is the healthcare industry in the spotlight, as Julie pointed out? That's a great question. Um, and I think the word that Julie said that was really meaningful to me was consumerism. I think there's a really interesting shift across healthcare where patients are responsible for a much larger proportion of their bills than they ever used to be. And so as things are shifting away from hospitals, working with providers, or sorry, working with payers to receive dollars in a little bit more of an efficient, easy process. Now it's coming from patients. And so I think what that means is that there need to be new processes, new solutions that make it a more pleasant experience for patients to be able to pay, that enable people to pay when they want to pay in the ways that they want to pay. So I think that that's something that we, we've keyed onto the payments organization. And I think that's also kind of what, what led us to working with HealthPay24. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating because if we're going to a consumer type of a model for healthcare, uh, why not take advantage of what consumers have been doing with financing and insights and getting reports every month on their billing? And it seems like there's a great lesson to be learned from what we all do, you know, month in and month out with our, with our credit cards. Julie, um, is that what's going to happen? Yeah, definitely. It's so interesting that healthcare 
has been sitting in almost a time warp. <laughs> so historically, there, there just remain so many manual processes and functions in the revenue cycle. And, and I think that's uh, attributed to a piecemeal approach, like different segments of the revenue cycle were tackled either at different times or acquisitions impacted that. I read recently that there are still like 8 billion faxes happening in healthcare. So really that consumer level experience and getting to that, as Jake indicated, is where it's going and where we need to go even faster. And technology, uh, to me, that technology provides the transparency, provides the interoperability of data and that investment in IT. I think that that's where the evolution is happening, but it needs to happen you know, even more. Wherever there's waste, inefficiency, and a lack of clarity, there's an opportunity to fix that and bring you know, a much better process for all involved. But what are the stakes here? How much waste or mismanagement are we talking about? What, what sort of um, drive should we have to try to fix this, Jake? That's a great question. I don't have a, a ton of stats in front of me, but I think the, the one that I've heard that sticks out to me is that people aren't collecting as much as 20% or sorry, as much as 80% of balances in older bills. So that's a pretty substantial amount. That's a really large opportunity to, to find more. Julie, I'm, I'm curious if you have more off the top of your head, a, a better answer there. I actually have a stat that's staggering Great. where there's waste of $265 billion spent on, air quotes, <laughs> administrative complexity, and then another 230 wow. to $240 billion that are attributed to what, what's termed pricing failure. So price increases that you know, aren't in line with the current market. So I think, you know, the stakes are very, very high and the opportunity is very large. You know, we, we have data that says more than 50% of CFOs want better access to data, better, better dashboards and visuals, right? To be able to understand the scope of the problem. I mean, we were talking about consumerism, Jake, and, and MasterCard's just phenomenal in understanding consumer, consumer behavior. And I think about the personalized experiences that organizations like MasterCard provide or Google or Amazon, or even our, you know, Disney, Netflix, everything is so personalized in our lives, but healthcare, we're, we're not there yet. It's not this personalized experience where they know, you know, providers know in advance what a, a consumer or patient wants. Now we're going to get talk about how HealthPay and, and MasterCard are coming together to get us much closer to that, but truly it's a big opportunity. And I would just say on the other side, so payers and, and providers haven't always figured out how to enable those personalized experiences. I think it's something that patients are starting to expect and the way that they interact with all those companies, Netflix, Disney, MasterCard, et cetera, that's, that's something that it's becoming table stakes. And so I think it's really exciting that we're partnering together and figuring out how to bring that to them. Now, Julie, you mentioned that patients want to get upfront information about what their procedures are going to cost. What is their obligation going to be before they go through a medical event or experience? But gee, oftentimes the providers themselves don't know in advance what those costs are going to be. So we have ambiguity. And one of the things that's always worked great for ambiguity in other industries is to look at the data and try to extrapolate and get analytics involved. So how are data-driven analytics coming to the rescue? How will that help? Data presents, um, and historical data 
allows for a forward-looking view. So for health pay, for example, we've been in patient payments for 20 years. It actually makes us a pioneer in the space. And that also gives us 20 years of data and information and trending um, that we can look at. So to me, data is absolutely critical. You know, I think about other industries, Dana, and and having come out of spend management, you know, technology that that helps enable spend management. You think about the categories of direct materials, indirect materials, and they are, they're well-defined, you know, goods and services that, that are priced accordingly. But the ambiguity of patient payments and patient responsibility does present a new challenge. What the artificial intelligence and, and algorithms that we're going to be talking about here provide is the ability to have data that can help anticipate, right? Data that can help predict and then offer something that's much more applicable to a patient at the consumer level. Jake, how about you in terms of the ability for analytics to help here? Clearly, when you have the data, you can use it. Are we still at the point of putting the data together or are we now also able to start delivering some of those artificial intelligence and machine learning outcomes as a result? I know from from reading that hospitals still don't feel like they're making the best use of data. They kind of tie that both to having access to data and having the the folks and resources and tools to be able to leverage it effectively. So I, I, I know that that is something that is first and foremost and top of mind for many people. I will say, though, that there's kind of two, two places where I would divide this use of analytics. The first is is kind of ahead of time. So can you do those patient estimator tools? Can you understand what somebody might owe ahead of time? That's a really tricky question. I think that we're grappling with it at MasterCard, where I do think that working with HealthPay24, we have a solution that is ready and working right today is is the, the other half of um, that process. So somebody's come to the hospital, they know that they have some amount of patient responsibility. What's the right way for a hospital organization to interact with that person? What are the, the payment options that should be available to them? Are they paying up front? Are they paying over time? What channels are you using to communicate? What options are you giving to them? It, those all get a lot smarter when you start to incorporate data and analytics into them. And I, I think that's exactly what we're doing Today. Okay, well, we've been dancing around this and alluding to it. Let's learn more <laughs> about what's going on between HealthPay24 and MasterCard. Tell us about your approach. Where are we? Are we in a proof of concept or is this available and what will it do? Let's start with you, Julie. We are really excited to be partnering with MasterCard. We are currently in a proof of concept phase where we're working with some initial customers on this predictive analytic capability of marrying uh, what Jake will talk about in the test and learn platform with HealthPay's tw- HealthPay 24's platform and executing what's recommended through the analytics in our platform. So I'd love to pass it to Jake. Jake, why don't you go ahead and give an overview of, of test and learn, and then we can talk about how we've come together and, and done some great work for customers. Sure. So broadly, Test and Learn is a a platform that MasterCard uses within ourselves and and with a a large number of partner clients to measure the impact of business decisions. Um, And the way that we approach that is through in-market experiments. So you can do it in a retail context where you're changing prices, you're changing the, the store layout. You can do it in a healthcare context where you're trying different initiatives to focus on patient payments. And so that's where we brought it to bear within the, the HealthPay24 context. 
specifically. We're working together along with their provider partners to um, understand the the tactics that they're using to to drive payments. What's working? What's working for the right patient? What's working at the right time for the right patient? All those different sorts of things. So I'll, I'll pause there. Does that give the right broad context? Anything else, Julie? I should dive into. No, I think it's great. I think it's important for the audience to understand that you know the end goal always, and we started this conversation around revenue collection, right? And the big mm-hmm. opportunity providers have to just collect more. And so this technology and the marriage of the two, Test and Learn with HealthPay24, really the end goal and the end game through this intelligence is to have the providers collect more, but by offering options to patients based on that intelligence and creating a better, therefore creating a better patient experience in the end. So that we know based on this, uh, if a particular patient always will pay off, you know, will take a payment plan and make those payments consistently versus when they're presented with a big amount, wouldn't pay that off. The intelligence through the platform will say, this patient is then offered a payment plan consistently and the provider ends up collecting all the revenue. So so that's what we're super excited about and what we're uncovering in, in the proof of concept is greater revenue collection by offering this the flexibility and the options that patients truly want and need. Let's unpack this a little bit. So if HealthPay24 is chocolate and MasterCard's test and learn platform is peanut butter, and we're going to put them together to make <laughs> a whole greater than the sum of the parts, what's the chocolate, what's mm-hmm. the peanut butter, and what's the greater whole? From my perspective, one of the things that's made working with HealthPay24 so exciting for us is that they sit in the center of all of the data and the payment flows, and they have the ability to directly guide the patient to the best possible experience. So they're the ones that are are hands-on with the patient and they can implement all of these great learnings that we have through analytics. We can't do that on our own. We can we can do the analytics, but we're not the, the, that infrastructure that enables all of it to actually happen in the real world. So that's HealthPay24. They're, they're the real world. And then you've got the data flowing back and forth. We can help think about how do we measure what's working? How do we come up with new ideas and hypotheses about how to try different uh, payment programs? And so I, I think that it's been a really I- important chocolate and peanut butter where you've, you've got HealthPay24 actually interacting with patients and us providing some of the, the analytics in the background to, to inform how it's happening. Julie, anything <laughs> more to add? Yeah, first of all, I love it, but I'm picturing a Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> 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 to, to your health, to your health. Yes, exactly. But I think Jake said it really well. It is this beautiful combination because years ago, the hot thing was propensity to pay. And and yes, you know, providers still talk about that. It was a best practice many years ago of pulling a soft or even hard credit check on someone, on a patient to determine their propensity to pay and potentially offer financial assistance, even charity, you know, g- given the, the need of the patient. But this just takes it to a whole nother level. That's why the combination is magical. That's what makes it so different that there doesn't need to be that, that old way of thinking. It's truly proactive through the data that we have in working with pr- providers and with the unique capabilities of MasterCard Test and Learn that we bring those together and then offer proactively the right option 
and through the platform, the right option for that consumer. Mm-hmm. And it's super exciting, Dana, because it you know payment plans are just one example, and that's the proof of concept we're currently running with our customers. But there are other. I mean, the platform's just so phenomenal and, and the capabilities are broad. The, you know, the next financial application to me is, is discounts. So through HealthPay24, providers can configure discounts based on their own policies and their own thresholds if they do offer discounts. But boy, you know, again, if you know that a particular patient will pay the amount when proactively offered the discount through the platform, that should be offered every single time, right? That we just... And the intelligence gives us the ability to know that to offer it and for the provider to collect that discounted amount, which by the way, might be more than that amount going to bad debt and never never to be collected. To jump in just quickly on like that idea of, of, of discounts and, and kind of think about some of the analytics that I'm excited about and that we've been discussing is, so if you think that you're able to, to, to drive behavior with those discounts, is it 10% or is it 20%? Are you giving away an additional 10%? But how does that change the number of people that are reacting to it? And there's a trade-off there, right? If you're if you're giving away more, you better hope that you're you're getting more people to pay more quickly and uh, in full. And so I, I think that's exactly the sort of analytic question that we can answer with test and learn, with Health Pay 24 kind of leading the charge on on implementing those solutions. So I think that that's the sort of thing that I'm I'm really excited to see us continue to learn and solve going forward. It's interesting because in this state of healthcare now, more and more people, at least in the United States, have fairly large bills regardless of their coverage because there's copays, there's large deductibles, deductibles for each member of a family, for example, and varying deductibles depending on the type of procedure. So everybody's going to be facing more out of pocket when it comes to healthcare. So this impacts literally tens of millions of people immediately. But we've created this new confection, which is wonderful, but the proof is in the eating. When you're a consumer, when you're a patient, are you going to get more options, not only for discounts, but perhaps for financing? If you'd like to spread the payments out, does it work in both ways, both discounts as well as a payment plan with perhaps interest over time? So in HealthPay24, actually, we currently have all of the above, right? And depending on how the provider what the provider wants to offer and uh, their patient base uh, and the needs and the demographics. But essentially, yes, they can offer payment plans. They can offer discounts. There can be uh, a line of credit and that's actually already embedded in the platform. So it does create this this opportunity for all different options and flexibility that we talked about. And Dana, earlier, you know, I mentioned that personalization and I was you know, naming some really great companies that can personalize content for the consumer, to me, this gets us much closer to the personalization of the financial experience in healthcare. There's so much happening on personalized medicine on the clinical side, great advances right around the clinical care and how to personalize it. Well, this combination gets us to personalization of offers and options for patients like we haven't seen in the past. And Jake, for those listening and reading... Uh, maybe they're starting to feel a little concerned that all this information about not just their healthcare, but now their finances is being bandied about among payers, providers, insurers. And we've been able to protect the the healthcare information. Are we also going to protect that financial information? How should people feel about this in terms of a privacy or a comfort uh, level? Uh, in, in order for it to work, we have to have that sharing of, of information. Yeah, that is a, a question and a problem that is near and dear to MasterCard's hearts. Um, we aspire and 
really do put a lot of work and effort into being a leader in data privacy and allowing people to have ownership of their data and allowing people to feel comfortable and safe. Uh, I think that that's something that we really truly deeply believe in. And it's been a focus throughout in our conversations with HealthPay24 to make sure that we're, we're doing it right on both sides. Now that you've got this pilot in process, this proof of concept, what have been some of the outcomes? It seems to me, though, over time, the more you do it, the more data, the more efficient, the more efficient, the more benefits, the more people adopt it, and so on. I don't think we're quite there yet. But where we are now, do we have already some insight as to how powerful this is? What do you get for it? We do. In fact, you know, one example is a hospital, 400-bed hospital in the Northeast, who, uh, through the combination of a MasterCard test and learn and health pay 24, they were able to look at and identify 25,000 unpaid accounts. And just by targeting 5,000, like the top 5,000 of the, that 25,000, that's just scratching the surface. But just that, they were able to identify an incremental million dollars in collections to the hospital. I mean, that is very significant and, and you know, conservative in that they're really just targeting the top 5,000 in a conservative approach. But just knowing that you know, they have the ability now through you know, this intelligence and by offering the right plans to the right people to be able to collect a million more to their bottom line. Jake, any uh, input on the results so far? I think that that captured the, the big picture and, and the big story. I, I'm consuming on a, on a couple of kind of specific numbers and, and aspects that we saw. So kind of as we tackled that question, we wanted to understand a couple of different metrics. We wanted to understand uh, increases in payments. Um, and we saw pretty substantial increases there from these payment plans. So people were paying more than 60% more on their bills compared to similar patients that hadn't received a payment plan. And then what we did was we kind of zoomed in a, a step farther and we wanted to understand, are there specific types of patients that benefited more from receiving a payment plan and how does that potentially guide us going forward? Um, so we were able to, to, to dig in, to build a predictive model. And, and that's exactly what, what Julie was talking about, those top 25,000 accounts, how much we think they're going to pay and the, the pri- relative prioritization. Hospitals have limited resources. And so how do you make sure that you're, you're focusing and utilizing it most appropriately? All right. Now that we've gotten through this uh, trial period, how do you, does this scale well? Is this something that you can apply to almost any provider organization? If I'm a provider organization myself, how might I start to take advantage of this? How, how does this go to market, Julie? Yes. So it absolutely does. It applies across all providers. Actually, it uh, applies across many industries as well, but it, it is applicable to all providers, any provider who wants to collect more, wants additional intelligence around their patient behavior, patient uh, payment and collection behavior. It really is a terrific solution. And it scales as we integrate the technologies. You know, I'm a huge believer in best of breed ecosystems, right? So this technology is, you know, as it integrates into the HealthPay24 solution, this is something that Literally, the recommendations are intelligent and in the platform for providers. And how about that grassroots demand? Should people start going into their clinics and their EDs, their emergency departments, and say, hey, I want the plan that I heard about. I want to have financing. I want you to give me all my options. Should people be advocating for that level of consumerism now when they go into a healthcare environment? They are. You know, Dana, they already are. And I think it's really, we are at such a tipping point in the disruption 
of healthcare that this, the, I believe this kind of grassroots demand and uh, of consumerism and a consumerized, you know, consumer personalized experience. It's only a matter of very short time because, you know, you mentioned data privacy earlier. There is a very interesting debate happening in healthcare around the, the balance between sharing data, which is so important for care and for uh, billing and payment with the protection of privacy, right? So we take all of that very, very seriously. But back to this, no, I, I feel like there's the demand on both from both the providers uh, as well as the patients will only get uh, larger. All right. Before we close out, let's uh, extrapolate on the data we have. How will things be different in two or three years from now when more organizations embrace these processes and, and platforms, more data, more efficiency, more insight, more clarity, less ambiguity? Where does this go next, Jake? So I think the industry is going to be a lot smarter in a couple of years. Uh, the more that we're learning from these analytics, the more that we're incorporating it into the decisions that are happening every day, it's going to feel like it fits you as a patient better, and it's going to improve your patient experience substantially. Personally, I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes. There's going to be new solutions that we haven't heard about yet coming through. I think I'm going to be staying closely following everything that goes on. And Julie, last word to you. Where, where does this head to next? This is heading to an experience for patients where from the moment they seek care, they research care, seek care, they are known, they're presented with a very customized, curated, personalized experience from the clinical aspect of their encounter all the way through the billing and payment where they're known, they're presented with uh, recommendations based on who they are, what they need, and what their expectations are. So that's the excitement around AI and machine learning and how it's, it's going to be leveraged in the future. I'm with Jake it's going to look like a very different healthcare system and a very different healthcare experience for consumers over the next few years. For those interested in learning more about this pilot program, about the MasterCard's learn and or test and learn platform rather, and or HealthPay 24's approach and platform, where might they go? Are there any press releases, white papers? It's, what, what sort of information is now available? Yeah, we have a great case study from the proof of concept that we're currently running. So we're, you're happy to work with anyone who's interested. Just contact us via our website at HealthPay24 or through MasterCard's Test and Learn. Well, very good. I'm afraid we'll have to leave it there. You've been listening to a sponsored Briefings Direct Healthcare Finance Insights discussion on new ways of analyzing healthcare revenue trends to both improve patient billing and services. And we've learned about new approaches to healthcare revenue cycle management and outcomes that give patients more options and providers more revenue clarity. So please join me in thanking our guests. We've been here with Jake Intrader. He's the Managing Consultant for Data and Services at MasterCard. Thank you so much, Jake. Thank you. And thank you as well to Julie Gerdeman, CEO of HealthPay24. Always a pleasure, Julie. Thanks so much, Dana. And a big thank you as well to our audience for joining this HealthPay24-sponsored thought leadership discussion. I'm Dana Gardner, Principal Analyst at InterArbor Solutions, your host and moderator. Thanks again for listening. Pass this along to your community in healthcare and or finance and do come back next time.